Hey, I'm Daniel Colburn. And I'm Caleb Porzio. Welcome to 20% Time, where two coworkers discuss one programming topic every Friday for less than 20 minutes. So, Caleb, we're talking about model factories today. This has been one of the great topics that you and I have talked about many, many times. Almost every conversation ends up being a conversation about model factories. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're definitely the the model factory bros, if you will, like in in Discuss Dev and in Titan in general. Like every time the conversation somehow turns into model factories, we ping each other. Yeah, like... (laughs) Like, hey, yeah, did somebody mention model factories? Like, your hair just stands up. Yeah, it's and like you know. a bat signal. Yeah, right. It's like, I feel called to discuss dev right now. Um, yep. <laughs> so, yeah, we've talked about model factories a million times. Um, and in the past week or two, there has been a bunch of stuff happening with model factories. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. And I have been so busy in the past week or two that I have not been on top of what it is. So... Okay. I know that something happened with model factories. I know they're going to be uh, separate classes now. Like each factory is going to be a separate class is what I believe to be the case, Mm -hmm. which is something I've wanted for a long time. Um, But yeah, I would love it if you would tell me what's happening with model factories right now. So I might be behind as well because I only heard a tiny bit about the separate class thing. So I might not know. But you just tell me if you know what I'm talking about. So the latest thing... Um, so I guess in in the current stable version of Laravel 5.4, maybe even a couple versions ago, um, there's in the modelfactory.php, when you define a model factory with a relationship, so you you set like the key and then you set a factory in that key, you're supposed to put it in a callback or a closure mm-hmm. so that it um, so just something with like caching, right? Like so it doesn't create like multiple things, something like that. Yeah, does that? I don't know. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joseph Silver posted something and showed the like performance difference, or it actually creates like less extra models in Eloquent when you use the closure. But um, but anyway, so I did that and I I changed all mine to to closures so that it was cleaner or just better in general. Okay. Um, and then he added recently a lazy method, so you don't have to add the closure. You can just simply like when you return the array of of attributes and you have your relational attribute right like something id mm-hmm. and then the value for that instead of the instead of the closure now you just do factory whatever and then instead of create dash id you just do lazy a lazy method at the end of it mm-hmm. and then it it kind of what the lazy method is if you look at the source it's pretty much just passes something through a closure it just returns a closure so it does the same thing um so not not long after the the lazy method thing came out, he basically like they he he did a pull request and they just removed the need for lazy. So I think you can still use it, but now you can just do the the relation attribute, so user underscore id arrow and then factory. And you don't need to add create, you don't need to add lazy or anything, and it mm-hmm. just does it automatically. Did mm-hmm. you were you caught up on that? I saw that, yeah. Okay, that's as far as I'm caught up. And then I just heard a little bit about the class thing. So I'm kind of in the dark, too. Yeah, so we will check out the class thing and we'll we'll like add something onto the end of this episode when we figure it out. Um, but let's talk a little bit about like what we have been wanting from model factories for a long time. Yeah. Um, so there's a... 
there's something that I have been digging around in forever, which is the idea that I really want model factories to like when I when I'm testing something, if I need to create a user and a user has a bunch of required relationships, um I want I want to just be able to say, you know, factory user create and have that user and have all of the sort of associated relationships spun up automatically. So a, a bunch of people have a bunch of solutions for that, right? One is to actually like pass a factory into the relationship, like into the ID field of the model right. in the factory, yep. which is fine, except if I want to do something like, say I need two different users and user, say all users have a team, right? And I need two different users and I want both of those users to be on the same team. Right. Now I don't have the option to do just like user create or user or factory user class to create. Right. Right. Because what it's going to do is it's going to create two teams and two users, which is fine sometimes, but sometimes it's not. Yeah. Right. And so the other option is for me to say, you know, create a team and then create two users and specify the team ID, which is also fine. Um, but there is something that I've been doing recently uh, in a lot of my code bases, which I really like, which is I created a uh, right now, I just have it in like a random uh, relationships facade and uh, relationships random or create. And then you pass in a, a class. So in my factories, I'll say like user, factory user, and then the team I'll assign to relationships random or create team. And what that does is if there is a team that exists, or multiple teams that exist, it picks a random one. If there's not, it creates one. And so I use that in times when I know that I don't want to create a special or a separate model just for this instance. Uh, and so it's really useful because if there's only one of something, it functions as first or create, right? Because there's only one. Right. So random right. still returns first. Um and if there are multiple of something, it does random or create, which I like as well. So I've used it in a lot of testing scenarios where the the buildup to my test is literally like two factory methods. And but behind the scenes it's it ends up creating like six or seven, you know, related models that I need for my test. Right. So it's a little bit magic. And whenever there's whenever I'm specifically testing one of those related models. I usually want to create it manually just so like right. I have it stored in a variable and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I really like the random or create thing. I would kind of love if it got added. Um, but there's sort of the bigger question of like, like what's the right way to specify like I want to create this model, but I also want this to be the main model that persists for all users I'm going to create right. in this series of like multiple user creations. Yeah, that I think that's the question that I want answered too, just kind of from a different angle. Yeah, so I've seen your your random random or create method, and the one part that's like I think first or create would probably be more likely to be put into the framework if this was something to be put into the framework. 
Um, cause the randomer creates so, so the benefit of the randomer create is just that if there's a bunch, you don't create a ton of extra stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, and that, it seems to me that like really the common use would be the first or create cause you just kind of spin up this one thing that, that gets used cause one, one thing created it, which is a pretty cool solution. Yep. Um, yeah. So I don't know. This is personally, I would probably call it first or create just because random or create you'd have to think like kind of deeply about it for a second to realize that it does serve as a first or create most of the time right so the the reason i like random or create is uh in an instance where for example i want to like if i want to test that uh you know i'll create nine tags and i'll stick three of them i'll stick posts on three of those tags and i won't stick posts on three of those tags and you know or whatever like whatever the situation is like if there's like a bunch of different circumstances that i'll put all of these tags under and then i basically want to assert that like you know tags with post count is this and tags without post count is this but i don't want to like explicitly say the numbers because I, I often feel a lot better like intuiting those numbers. And so adding mm. a little bit of randomness in my test gives me a little bit more uh, you know, confidence that, especially for like bigger integration tests or not integration, uh, bigger acceptance tests, mm-hmm. it gives me a little bit more confidence that like the whole stream works the way it's supposed to. It's not just like a, you know, I happen to create an implementation of it in my test that works. And so the more places I can sort of throw random numbers of things or something into it, I like to do that. Interesting. Yeah, that's, I, I could see that. Sometimes I feel the same way. Um, yeah, I don't know. But, but I think, so the, like the common thread for both of us is I think, I think a really common use case for model factories is that we, we ought, like you often, so your, your user, uh, user team example like you you start by creating the team and then you create a couple users and you set all their team to that same team. Mm-hmm. And so it ends up taking like four lines or something. And it just, I don't know, it kind of weighs on me every time I do it. Um, and it's scattered throughout the app. So my solution to that is, um, and this might be this might be a little different. So stop me if this is off, but it definitely is a modification on it. But so what I do is my use case is usually like, I want to create a team and I want it to be related to the currently logged in user. So in my test, I started out as acting as some user, right? Like mm-hmm. in most tests, I would I would think a lot of people start off by logging in or acting as a user. Yeah. And then and or then they B. I like B a lot. Yeah, you use B. Oh yeah, it's it's just yeah. such a cute name. Yeah. Um. I I I love it too. I I haven't quite gone there yet though. I still do acting as. Um. Just because a part of me is like, oh, I don't know about B. But, it's just but such, I, you know, it's the most basic verb in the English language. Right. <laughs> I like and it. And it's great. After, after, I will start using it right now, this this minute. Um, so anyway, uh, B acting as, what were we talking about? Uh, so you were talking yeah, okay. about setting it up. You use the currently authenticated user. Right. So, so you're the currently authenticated user, and then you, uh, and then you create some model factory and 
or some yeah some model and then you assign it to the currently logged in user like you do some string to get it to relate back to that user so that user has posts or something like that mm-hmm. and so my solution to this instead of constantly doing that is to create a state so i i create a state for pretty much every model factory called auth mm-hmm. and really what it does is it's just like you can now you can use the you can use the model factories as normal and they're totally normal the way they normally work but if you add this the auth state it just finds the relationships or creates them all the way down to the currently logged in user. Does that make sense? So it finds the relationships or creates them all the way down to the, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so like if, if I have, if, if you have a string of relations, I think this is a real problem when you have some string of relations in your app, that's like five, five mm-hmm. things re- directly related to each other, like a Russian doll thing. Right. And you constantly have to string them all together. So if the one at the end, so if you have the user at the beginning of the string of relations, and then let's say posts like at the end, and there's a bunch of tables in between, mm-hmm. then if you do post with auth state, it, it just calls on like a middle, like the next closest to user with its auth state. And they all call their own auth states until they get to the user. Um, Huh. So I, yeah, it's kind of tough to describe, but but really, it's it's simple in implementation. It's just a, it's just a simple way of now I don't have to do all this relating back to the user. I can just create the thing, and all the stuff's related, and it's just good to go. So yeah, and so what you really want to do is create a sort of a single state that you can refer back to when you're talking to all these relationships, and you just happen to be using the user as kind of the data store for that state. Yeah, right, exactly. So yep. what do you what do you do if you want to have two separate states? Can you Th- then I just revert back to to manually doing that, you know. Uh-huh. What yeah. so does auth state take a parameter? Nope. See, what if auth state took a parameter that was a user and then you could have multiple of those always using a different user as its like as its source of truth. So this is a example, silly question, but can you can you pass parameters to states? Because I know there's strings like states, and then you pass it in right, a string. Right, right, right. There might be some weird string syntax or something. But or even you could, then, I feel like you could construct it. Like you could you could build like a little method that switched the acting as or so. You know, like I don't know. This this might be getting way more complicated than it needs to be. But I really like the idea that you could have like. I love what you're doing, but I have so many instances where like I want to have one user be a certain way and another user be a different way and test right. the differences. Yeah, I I mean personally, like that's kind of an edge case for me, but I, I definitely like anytime I'm testing authorization, I have to do that and I call it like stranger user and then familiar user or something like that. Yeah. And and then familiar user, I just use the normal auth flow, the like the auth state thing that I described and uh-huh. then um, and yeah, for me, I'm okay with just creating stranger user. It's usually not that complicated. And I think like what, one of my, uh, like something in my past is a big app that was model factory to death. And I kept repeating myself. So I abstracted it all into the test case. And then I had this giant, huge thing in the test case. And anyway, like a part of me is just scared of, of adding special things like my auth state thing is within the bounds. Like people would look at that and they'd go, they'd know where to find it. Like that's an that's an auth state. I'll go to the the model, you know, factories.php. I'll find the state. I'll see what it does, mm-hmm. and then I can think it through. So a part of me is just like really hesitant to add any secret sauce to model factories. 
and and that may be limiting, but for me, it's it's working so far. But I'm definitely not sold on my solution. Totally. Um. So I don't know. If this is exa- exactly related. Um. But the thing that you posted earlier, uh, which was the assigning of an array of variables to. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to find it. Yeah, the the destructuring array right. assignment Where thing. Where was that in social? Um, that was in social. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So destructuring array assignment. Yeah. So this looks like this is definitely someone who is starting to have the same problem that I'm trying to describe, right? right. right. Which yep. is like I want a lot of these, and I want to start testing the differences. And it's not always right. users. It's sometimes it's tags or posts or whatever. Um, but you, this is the thing is like, I get a little bit nervous that you're using the user and the auth as your sort of central source of truth. Mm-hmm. I, I think what we really need is the idea of like a just test, an anchor, a test state, right? And test state is like a larger. And I don't even know if it should be called that. It, I think it should be called something else so that's not as confusing. Uh, but like we need like a a test mode of being to be Heideggerian about it. But like you have like a mode of being wherein a certain number of things are the case, and you have a mode of being in which a certain number of other things are the case, right? And you should be able to test that like within this mode of being, I assert that this is true, and within this mode of being, I assert that it's false. Um, but tying that specifically to auth feels a little bit dirty to me because auth is not always going to be the distinction between the two things. And so you're going to have to do some sort of like backwards hacking to make that true. Yeah. So, so you're saying like you you would want the auth state thing, but you pass in a user that it gets attached to that's not necessarily has anything to do with the auth guard. I don't even know if I want to, but okay, let's, let's divorce it from users for a second, right? Let's say... Let's say that I have two posts, right? And I have one post which is published and has tags. And I have another post that is unpublished and has tags. And then I have a third post that is published and doesn't have tags. And I have a fourth post that's unpublished (laughs) with no tags, right? So it's like, I have like, you know, all four possibilities of a post is either published or unpublished and has or doesn't have tags, right? Right. Yep. And I want to test that certain booleans are true um, or false depending on those states, right? So I know what they should be in all four of those states. So my current option is create four different posts, set up all of the tag stuff related to those four different posts, and then test, you know, assert that like post one boolean whatever is this, post two, you know? Yeah. And I think that's fine, but there's other situations where I almost want to say like, like roll back the script and like change what happened to that user. You know, I don't know if that's making any sense. Roll back the script and change what's happening. Like, to I want to say user. like, what okay, I re- like, like what set I really it up, make the like, assertion and then, and then do something else and make the assertion with the same user thing or almost. Yeah. And like, I guess I could just put that in a different test. That's probably the right way to do it is to like, stop mm. trying to jam all this into one test method. Hmm. Um, yeah, right. I mean, in that specific instance, I I would see it like totally fine to just 
set you know describe all four mm-hmm. um but I'm, I'm guessing that you have like other instances that maybe you can't call out right now but you felt this way where you need something bigger yeah well like what i really want is like a state that i can pass around from test to test right like that is basically like yeah right. a, an object that i can pull in and say like you know app state uh like basically i want like a setup method class you know, that mm-hmm. I can like pass around and basically say like, you know, app state post without tags, assert, Dude. whatever. Stories. Do you remember my, my stories proposal in Discuss Dev? Oh, right, right, right. I think this is where this we is what became, this is. This is where this we is became like... Model Factory friends. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, stories. So stories. I'll, I'll, I'll explain stories. That's a great name for it too. Really briefly. Yeah. So, oh man, the this whole thing came about because... Daniel and I do this thing all the time, and I'm guessing everybody else does, where you have this very specific, like the more complex the app becomes and the more tests you have, there's usually like a very specific um, way of configuring your model factories. Like I need, like you said, like I need a post, but I need one unpublished, one published with tags, without, related to this, related to that. And so you might abstract it into a test method, like in the test case but that can become fragile because you end up passing in all these flags for slight variations. So anyway, the solution is uh, I propose something called stories where you would have like a story would be a class that would basically just kind of be a model factory manager. So in our case, the story for this post tags thing might be like unpublished post with tags, I guess. I don't know. Or unpublished post. And then you can run methods on it that says like add tags or assert has to like it, it could mm-hmm. contain its own assertions mm-hmm. it could contain its own slight modifications for construction yeah it could do all sorts of fun smart things that you could just have maybe like five or ten stories in your app mm-hmm. instead of like all these different granular specific model factory configurations yeah. yeah i forgot about that cool yeah and that would be so great i love the idea that like you're a gonna create your own setup methods and b gonna create your own assertions that are totally like domain object related right you know and so like for example like we're we're working on an app right now sort of i hope it's mostly over um where we have we're aggregating content from a bunch of sources um Mm -hmm. so different apis and wordpress sites and rss feeds and blah 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 and so we have a source sync method right and so that basically like cues a job that syncs a source um Mm -hmm. and so I can just imagine that there's like a there's a source setup method which like feeds you you know the mocked RSS endpoint that we're going to be hitting in this test, which just returns some XML, you know, mm-hmm. and then so that's like you know a whole useful thing in and of itself. But then also like you could create cool assertions like uh, assert has post. Or like, you know, all of these like right, XML right. specific things where like otherwise you'd have to put all that in your test where you basically you say like, you know, you create a, an array of posts and then use SimplePy to parse a bunch of XML, you know, and you end up with like assert posts contains, which is fine, but you don't want to do that in every in every place where you're testing XML, you know? Right. Yep. So I like the idea of like, you know, Setup source, uh, assert source synced, and then assert source has post with title, whatever, you know, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So I uh, another, really well. Yeah. Another pain point that I remember uh, 
like the you know freshing how in tests there's all this freshing going on like Uh when you call model arrow fresh um it it could just alleviate some of that pain um so that in the store you could just do story refresh and then the whole story just refreshes all the models and gets some you know new ones from eloquent um so yeah yeah we should hack on that after this i think we should how much time do we have left uh, we're bit, we're about out of time. We might be over time, but I don't know because we talked at the beginning of the podcast and then we had a bunch of breakups in the middle. Right. So yeah, shoot. We'll see. Um, we'll hack yeah. on it. Cool. Let's do it. And a big shout out to Jared White for providing this music. <laughs>